Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, welcome back. Our live show. That's right. You're here hanging with us. All of this is live. All right. Didn't take Lofty 15 takes to get his first play in here. Ben Rosa didn't have to redo the video 10 times or I didn't have to slack our producer, Chris, and say, yo, can you fix about 15 things with this video before it goes out? And we all look nice and pretty. This is how we normally look. All right. No filters. We're live. Appreciate you hanging with us. The fastest grow. At some point, we're just going to be the largest sports betting community across YouTube as we continue to be the fastest. Thumbs up. You want to subscribe as well and be part of what everybody's doing here, here on the Odd Shopper channel. It's the Odd Shop. That's Lofi. That's Raza. I'm Shander. Chris is producing. Gentlemen, it can't be enough to just move away as fast as humanly possible for whatever the hell the NFL wants to call what we saw last night. If anybody even stayed up to watch that. But let me say this, as much as Justin Fields does not belong in the NFL and as much as Carson Wentz has regressed to the point where he may not be better than Justin Fields, as much as we all bitched and moaned and complained on social and everywhere else, you know, we all watch that. So we can move past Thursday night football, look back a little bit, what hit, what didn't. But thank God that thing is over. I have a couple issues with what you just said to start that show off. You were holding off to the lofty 10 takes. What's up, brother? How you doing? Uh, You use filters when you're not alive? No, no, no. I was just making sure that people. Oh, okay. 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 I don't even know how to access a filter. Are you you kidding me? (laughs) Also, I'm a one take guy. (laughs) One, one take. One more thing. (laughs) I tweeted this yesterday. And it got a very warm reception over on Twitter at Lafayette underscore D, by the way. Uh, there's something special about these Thursday night games. Now we there it's don't roll your eyes at me, Ben. What under city under I'm heaven? sneezing. It wasn't a roll of the eyes. Oh, so it's a sneeze. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying here is that, well, what I said was there's actually something really special about these Thursday night games. It's becoming tradition for all of us to watch the worst football imaginable every week together right here on the Twitter. If you are watching while you're following on Twitter, it has to be, it has to be one. You have to be doing the same, the same together. It is actually really enjoyable to watch these terrible, terrible games. I'm telling you guys, you're watching them all wrong. So I have one big, big challenge flag to that. And maybe it's just me, 
I can't sync up Prime to Twitter. I can't sweat the games on Twitter because it's like a full minute ahead of my TV. At least a full minute. But isn't everybody watching it? It's no, like I like yesterday when the touchdown was finally scored, there were tweets on my timeline and they're walking around in the huddle. And I'm like, oh, well, here it comes. So it really ruins the the community aspect for me of sweating the garbage game. Twitter ruins everything, Luffy. Well, that that's fair, too. Yeah, You hate Aton hates Twitter, but he's always tweeting. No, I'm not. Actually, the only reason why I'm tweeting, if you go to my timeline, the only reason or the only thing that I'm tweeting is links from Odd Shopper. All right. And then like my shitty little local stuff I'm doing. That's it. If if I didn't. Uh, let me see. Let me see. All right. If I uh, and, and then I'm on TV. All right. Is that OK? <laughs> Can um, I tweet that? You got about. About eight tweets in the last eight hours. OK. And, and what are they? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. They're all promos. All right. I promise uh, you that the second that Nolan and Chris and you and Raza and anybody else that I answer to at this place tells me that I don't have to be on Twitter. I am out. Yeah? I can promise you that. How many? Twitter I might have a burner. I might How have many accounts you got. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, can I take you- the fifth on a live betting show? If, yeah. If you can't sync it up, that sucks. I can't right. sync it up. That's mine's awful. not bad. Like mine's mine's not delayed nearly as much as the feed that I'm seeing on Twitter. It's something specific for me because I, I was in uh, you know Slack with a, a, a few people hanging out, and they were ahead as well. Okay, so it must. Okay, so there's something going on, but so it sucks. It it's, yeah, it but- makes it terrible. And then on a on a monetary standpoint, just that guy dropping the punt. Killed Brutal. me because Carson Wentz did not throw another pass after that in that whole game. He had 99 know, yards passing and he would have even as bad as it was going. McLaurin was going to get there. Yeah. He was going I, to get there. I love for, for DFS. We'll get into betting in just a second. I love low scoring, sh- shitty, sloppy showdown slates. I love them. I truly enjoy them. But can we can we talk about did you guys finish the game? No. Uh, I mean, once I realized that McLaurin, that I'm losing two and a half units on one bet, I got the fuck out of there. (laughs) I I made myself feel better than by logging on to my MetaMask just to extreme the pain. No, I I turned on the the Kings hockey game. Uh, Okay, so did you did you see Iberflu's decision to go for it on fourth and 16? I only the day at like the hours after okay. when I woke up and saw I the saw highlight. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is Thursday night football. Yeah. Fellas. Yeah. It's fourth and 16. You've got all three timeouts and the two minute warning. Okay. And the two minute warning. Carson Wentz has under a hundred passing yards. They can't move the football. The only touchdown they scored. The only touchdown they scored was because of a muffed punt inside the 10. Right. And Awful. And, and, and Justin Fields, and let's not give all the credit. Let's not say his pass catches were great either. Justin Fields and a lot of those pass catches, although he missed a lot of open, open guys, uh, he didn't do shit all game. And they go, let's go for it on fourth and 16. You're around the 50. A decent punt pins them inside the 10. Worst case scenario, you're still creating an extra 30 yards that they have to go. And then the announcers all game, just idiotic statements. Look, I'm not the smartest guy on earth. They got the ball at the 35-yard line. Washington has the ball at the Bears' 35-yard line. The guy goes, I'm not sure who it was. He goes, you think they'll punt here? What? Punt? 
So real, real quick, you're watching this, listening to Kirk Herbstreit, right? Isn't he? That's yeah. who it was. Yeah. 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 Michael Al Michaels. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And you're following it on Twitter. Like, do you have sadomasochism as part of your daily routine at home? Like, what, are, what are you doing to yourself, Luffy? There's something really fun about it, man. <laughs> and, and then the the dude, uh, Dar uh, Daryl Mo Mooney. I almost said Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, I was right. say. You got Morey on the brain. And then Mooney doesn't get that uh, doesn't get the touchdown oh towards the God. end of the game. They rule him down at like the one inch line or half inch or yep. half foot line, right? And then uh, Herb Street's going. Well, and, and by the way, it yes. was incomplete because his elbow is intentional out. safety. Is that what yes. You're yeah. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. I heard that. I heard that. Because do they take an intentional safety? And then I think something even more egregious, if you've even enjoyed football for a little bit, he's like, I think his elbow was out of bounds. It doesn't matter, though. What do you mean? Right. It doesn't matter. You're either you're either at the, the six. So then you can just kneel or you're or you can't kneel the ball and you're forced to run it. And, and you're forced to, to, you know, risk a fumble or risk a safety. And then he says intentional safety. I'm sorry, fellas, that's a lot. But there was so much in that game, not just coaching, but also from Herb Street and even Michaels at certain points. That no, you, you, can't. you can't. It was worth watching. Uh, we we got to move on from this dog. Just, Wait, can I say I one last you. thing? Sorry. I get fired of course, up. Of course. One last thing. The, the stupidest part about these games, and this is going to be a trend even in this show, is the bad decisions. Like you, you, you talk about the 4th and 16th. You don't even get punished because the other team is so dumb too. <laughs> like the Bears ended up marching all the way down and they still should have won. Like it just doesn't matter somehow because no one can take advantage of just, and we're going to get to the Broncos. They're back on the slate last game. Say, get your popcorn ready for that. But I, I just, it's very disturbing. The, it feels like it's getting worse. Teams no, yeah. are getting worse. The bottom is so Big much bad. Big time. Really, really bad. Big but time. You're, you're right, too, is you look and just here, you don't have an example of what we saw last night where it's two coaches who are so bad at what they're doing that it increases the variance exponentially because you can't count on somebody, one person, an adult in the room, right? Like you got a bunch of kids doing crazy shit. You can always, is there an adult in the room? Like there's no adult in the room last night with those two guys coaching the team, right? Their respective teams. So I don't know on the surface. We'll, we'll go through that. All right, let's bounce in here. New England at Cleveland. Raza, you want to start things off? And we don't have plays on every game. Just to let you know out there, we see already saw Shelton was locking up uh, Minnesota. So anything you have out there in the chat, by all means, we'd love to hear it. Lights, locks, leans, whatever. But Raza, let's start off with you in Cleveland. So it's not a good game. Uh, it's a low total feels about right. I have a lot of questions, you know, again, with what's up with Mac Jones, if yep. he plays, how's the, like, I don't want to really mess around with new England. I thought, and I've said this basically every show, every time you draw a data point with the lions, it, whether the lions win or lose, it's usually about who they're playing. I, I think the lions are just bad still, even when they showed some signs, Patriots expose them, but I don't think it says a ton about, the, the the Patriots and that's kind of where I'm I'm drawn here is to kind of pass or even look to the Cleveland side I don't think New England's that good I think the Lions just had an absolutely terrible game plan Patriots you keep I'm saying, saying the last Lions. week the, the, oh, Patri okay. the Patriots see. crushed the Lions yeah, yeah, and a yeah, lot I'm, of people I'm are sorry. saying like oh New England found something I think it speaks more to the Lions just okay. being terrible I'm not going to carry that into Cleveland like the Lions are the Lions so when I look at them in Cleveland I don't really want to, you know, plus two and a half. You're basically asking them to win the game, and I'm not ready to call that just yet. 
Yeah, and it's been weird too. The the Browns outside of one game, every game that they've played has been decided by two points right. uh, or less this year. They're playing a lot of really tight games uh, and just kind of finding ways to lose them uh, yes. or, you know, let teams hang around in the games that they win. But uh, I don't love this game. You know, I, I lean over. I know eight times a little different there Yep. only because both of these run defenses and normally you'd go run defense. What are you talking like a run game? This should be a lower scoring game. I understand that, but these are two of the worst run defenses in the league and two of the best run games and run schemes in the league. So it wouldn't shock me to see them be able to move the ball comfortably up and down the field, but I'd rather pass on this one. I do like over 89 and a half rushing yards for Nick Chubb though. Mm. Uh, I, I think you just keep going back to Nick Chubb every single week. He has been, you know, right now the best running back in the league as a pure rusher on the ground. Uh, he's gone over – he, listen to his yardage totals this year. 141, 87, 113, 118, 134. And, and we're at 89 and a half. Meanwhile, the New England Patriots uh, are, are one of the worst, according to Football Outsiders DVOA metric, one of the worst run defenses in the league. So – I'd rather target him. I'd rather uh, attack a prop here over 89 and a half rushing yards for Chubb. I don't mind that at all. Cleveland's given up 200 rushing yards in each of their last two games. Yeah. So They're I, actually I, dead last yeah. in run defense DVOA Terrible. this year. So both teams should, you should see a ton of running the football in this game. And look, we've talked about this with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles a lot where running the football well can correlate into overs with chunk plays and right making sure that, that you get there. I think for me, when I look at New England, they have benefited exponentially from defensive turnovers over the last couple of weeks. They are getting great field position and they are taking full advantage of that. And as both of you know, that is a high outlier, right? With variance, where if, if you're surviving off turnovers, what, eight defensive turnovers over their last four games, all right? So that's two per game. I don't see that trend continuing. And again, with Cleveland, to Lawfee's point, I know I'm on the opposite here going under 43, but I think at some point these offenses, respectively, are not going to be able to take advantage of gifts, and they're going to have to work for it. And that's where I think this just ultimately comes to an under. If you wanted to look at one thing, I still believe – that if you want a narrative, and we're going to get to Tom Brady, don't think I forgot about what we talked about last week, but if you want a little narrative here, it seems as if Bill Belichick has like a picture of him in like a Cleveland shirt or, or whatever, a Browns, something like that in his office, and it's just constantly reminded every time he goes up this against this team that he wants to bury him. But I'm with Rasa. I can't take a side here. I'm just going to go under 43. So we have over 40. We have, we have over Chubb's rushing yards. We have under 43 and a pass from Raza, correct? Correct. All right. So we move on. Now we go to Pittsburgh. And last week we told you. Well, I did. As Ben just shook his head and Laffey was laughing like, what is going on in this guy's brain? But the public divorce coming down. I don't care that it was controversial. I don't care Stop that it, it was a backdoor. They did not cover that game. All right. That's all that mattered. And now they're in Pittsburgh. And I think yeah, Brady's fine. Real good. That not only did not cover, they should have lost yeah, probably. Lost but hey, they... when you lose Giselle, Ben, let's talk because I think it's going to hurt you too. He still had the refs though. <laughs> yeah, you can't. That that's a divorce. All I was never worried happen. about Lofty was the spread, bro. <laughs> I hear you. Worst roughing the passer call I've seen in my life. I think. ever. 
besides the the one the next day. All right. So um, hold on real quick, guys. What what is more of a farce? Like, is that less of a roughing the passer or was Strahan on Favre less of a sack? Well, I mean, Favre gave him the sack, right? So, well, the refs gave Brady. No, I know, but I'm saying like this was there was at least player. Okay. there was one party in this one at least that wasn't in on it. Like Gar- right, Garrett yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah. anything wrong. The other ones, Grady Jarrett. Got, <laughs> I love oh, that. and then they just fined Tom Brady eleven thousand dollars for kicking for Grady Jarrett right. after Smart. a clean hit. So what do you say, Luffy? You got this? You, you got the Bucks late eight and a half? No, I got. All right. So every show, I'll give you like one kind of off the radar, unique bet. You can get Tampa Bay to score first. And then first quarter money line at plus 110. Yeah. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a dreadful offense. Tampa Bay's defense outside of that game against Mahomes, where Mahomes would have beat anybody to a pulp. They've allowed 15, 14, 10, and 12 points on the year. And now you're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, It's a completely anemic offense. They're, you know, offensively, forget about defensive scoring. They're the worst offense in the league in the first quarter. Tampa hasn't been great either in the first quarter, but they're just still a markedly better team. There's a lot of ways that they could get on the scoreboard. You only need them to get three. Uh, You're playing for, you know, a 3-0 first quarter finish. And I think that makes a lot of sense with how bad Pittsburgh is on both sides of the ball right now. And you're getting it at plus money. Yeah, uh, that's I I like that play, by the way. I'm sorry, Ben, I I didn't want to. No, no, not at all. I was just saying it's hard to. I don't think that Kenny Pickett is going to be terrible. I don't think we're going to draw much from it. But at the same time, it's really hard to back the Steelers right now. Like, it doesn't mean you automatically bet the Bucs, but I'm kind of ruling out positions on the Steelers and just looking for things that I want on Tampa, whether it's getting creative like Lofty did. I know Eitan, you and me talked a little about this before the show, a a teaser piece with Tampa, cross seven, cross three. I do think they're going to find a way to win this game. They're not, you know, the Steelers aren't going to lose by 40 points. Going into Buffalo is the stone worst spot in the league. Uh, I don't blame Kenny Pickett in that offense for that. I just don't have a ton to say. I I think he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Maybe look to the over on his props. I don't think it's crazy to think that Kenny Pickett uh, can cross 237 passing yards. Cause if he throws the ball 40 or 50 times, you're asking for like six yards per attempt. I think that's more than reasonable in a game that they really should be trailing in almost every scenario. And just to real quick, just to, to, yeah. ba- to piggyback on what Ben said, that is why I'm trying to, to get different on this game because yeah, for me, it's not about, it's not about Pittsburgh's offense. Um, I think the Tampa Bay defense is still as stout as they come. The problem is, is the Bucks offense right now. I'm not confident that like I wouldn't be shocked if this was a, you know, 20 to 10 game and they cover, but I just not confident in this offense right now. The way that they're operating doesn't look like the Bucks offense we've seen in the past. I don't know if it's some of the injuries to the offensive line. I don't know if it's that, Brady's been working with, you know, piecemeal receivers on certain weeks or he's running this a couple good defenses, but they don't look like the same offense. No. And, and I think that's why this becomes such a great teaser piece, like another team that took an L last week that doesn't look right either with another big name quarterback. So I, I think that's why this becomes 
so appealing. But I'm actually surprised because, Ben, you you opened the door a little bit and I thought you might take it a little further there farther. I don't know which one is the right one. But look, Matt Canada is the key, right? This guy is the worst offensive coordinator, play caller. I, I mean, look, Nathaniel Hackett, you got him just running a show there. But Matt Canada is God awful. Pitts, um, Tampa Bay is only giving up like four and a half, four point eight net yards per pass attempt. And yeah. Matt Canada and Crazy. a rookie. Go under 17 and a half team total for Pittsburgh. I'm Wait, where are that. you seeing 17? I could only find 16 and a half. If you're, if, are you finding 17 and a half minus 120? I'm staring at it right here on DK. And okay. In the same state that you live in. All right. Well, then it just moved recently because I did a betting video on this channel a couple of days ago. And I said, if I can find, I said, 16 and a half is there, but I don't love, if I can find under 17 and a half, my friend it would be probably my favorite bet of the week. Look Almost verbatim, uh, Aton. So, yeah, if it's up to 17 and a half, I, I will s- smash that. It's Let's see what it is in New York. I'm, I'm probably, betting it right now as we start. Probably like 12 Minus here. Lawless state. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I can't believe it's up to 17 and a half. Just that bet actually, it. Minus 120. All right. Jump in. Like, no, 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 no. I, I believe you. I believe you. Thing, I, I'm just I'm I'm genuinely surprised by that because Same I here. thought the under 17 and a half would be a very easy bet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Like I'm I'm surprised in the benefit of hindsight now seeing like how did that move from 16 and a half to That's what I'm 17 saying. and a half? The total's yeah. up a point and a half because oh, well. I'm looking at my I'm looking at from what I wrote the other day. It was a 44. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. All right, let's move to MetLife. Baltimore's in town, laying just under six, minus five and a half. Lofi, you want to jump in on this one? Or Ben, I guess. Yeah. Whoever. Society. Go ahead. You, well, you we, wanna... we, we, I'm trying to rotate, and then I screwed up the order. So that's my point. I, 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 I got to go back to Baltimore here. I mean, I get it. It's gross. Is but it gross? I, okay. Ben, ben said something to me the other day that I thought was, that I thought was fair. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it came to Denver, you know, basically you have to you have to manually override what would be logic, but is Correct. illogical because Hackett is so bad, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like I should be doing that with Baltimore, but I can't. I have such a difficult time looking at this New York team with everybody banged up with a quarterback that's literally pressured on over 48% of dropbacks. Okay. The, they're piecemealing it together. 
I, I said the other day, they, they put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound and somehow stopped the bleeding. But I don't know how much longer that bleeding is going to be stopped if you're the Giants. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is something that I'm just completely wrong on, and I'll continue to be wrong this week. But the Giants' offense, sustaining this type of production, sustaining these comeback victories, it's very difficult for me to see that. I can't look at it any other way as to say other than, and if you disagree, if you're watching this, I get it. But I can't look at it and say Baltimore isn't a markedly better team. And I'm also not sold on, like as Ben isn't sold on the Lions who were bad last week, doesn't buy into that Patriots one. I don't think the Packers are that good this year either. That's a good point. Like the, sure, the, the, the comeback victory was impressive in London, but Patriots offense just completely collapsed. And they, we've seen them go to overtime with the Patriots and, and play terribly in week one, granted offensive line issues, but you get the point. Yep. They've had one convincing win all year and it was against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. So I haven't, I haven't seen a convincing position yet with this team, with the personnel that's going to be healthy for the Giants. I can't back the Giants right now. Yeah, I mean, the NFL is – this is why the NFL is very difficult to bet because you're going to see teams beat teams that are, you know, that are better teams. Yep, yep. all and the time. Every week probably. Every week, and you can't play the transitive property game. You just can't do it. Because if you do that, then you'll never arrive at a bet because everyone who's beaten someone has lost to a team Mm -hmm. that that team just beat. So when I look at the Giants, obviously they're playing well. It seems like they're they're optimizing what they're doing. Uh, Probably starts with coaching. Everyone has rave reviews for their coach, and it's hard to argue with that. I just I haven't seen Philly. Like I know it's not the end all be all, but they haven't seen Philly yet. And the only team that has a Hurts like player is Baltimore. Like going against and drawing up a defense to stop what Baltimore brings is a one of one almost in the league. And I just look at Chicago and Dallas and Carolina and Tennessee and Green Bay. I don't think they've seen anything like Baltimore. Now I constantly overrate Baltimore. There's no doubt. Inside a touchdown, though, Ravens are passed for me here. I think that they kind of show uh, that they're just a far better team, even though the Giants record-wise are you know are four and one right now. So do you remember what happened last year in Baltimore? The guy who was axed because they had to fire somebody, right? They had to get rid of somebody in order to justify that shitty season they had last year, even though it was more of an outlier than not. They fired Don Martindale, right? Now, Don Martindale is now with the New York Giants. He's on that defense, running that defense. And I agree with you, Ben, that Lamar is a one-of-one talent, but you have an individual who coached that defense on that team last right through last year, now on the giant sideline, right? And I I think there is a built-in, again, I'm not saying that the Giants are this magic team on some straight run that they're going to go back to Lofty's prediction. They knock off the Titans in week one, and that set off this amazing Nick Foles-esque Super Bowl run. I'm not saying that, all right? Don't get Jeff Hostetler out of whatever burial he's in now, right? He's still alive, isn't he? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't kill him. So no, 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 we know you didn't, but okay. all I'm saying is that you, you have, you have an advantage that can help you. I also think that where the giants are right. And maybe this does have to do with people not believing or buying into the hype. But if you just remove the giants and Daniel Jones and all the super official shit that gets piled up, this is not a five and a half point spread for a team with the Giants record and for what the team has done. So I get it. 
you can still punch holes through the theory that the Giants win this game, but I'm getting the Giants at minus five and a half value when they probably should plus. be minus three and a half value. Plus, so it, plus, 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 pardon me, plus. Thank you, Luffy. I'm going to take them to win this game outright. I, I don't think they cover Ooh. this tight spread. I think the Giants, if I'm going to play this game, I'm going to go big and I'll put the Giants to win this at home because of Martindale. And I think that also the Baltimore and look, I'm talking about the best kicker of all time, but there's a lot of reliance upon Mr. Tucker with this offense. And that can be a concern, too. So I'll leave you with that a lot. Giants on the money line. This is my big one this week. Look. The, the Ravens north of have two been, to one. The Ravens. Right. Been, what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was, he, I was, just, I was just, just saying you're getting north of two to one. You don't have to win that that often. Right. And and the Ravens, the Ravens have been no stranger to collapsing this season. I I get it, but I get anytime. Probably where you and I differ, where where you differ from Ben and myself is more so like the five and five doesn't look right to you for a four and one team. For me, the four and one doesn't look right. Yeah. And I get that. You know what I mean? I think they face some, some weak competition. They lost. They, 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 they fell to the Cowboys with Cooper rush at the helm. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm, if the giants come in and and they win this game outright, I'll I will have to concede that there's some magic that I can't quantify happening at MetLife stadium. I will give you that. I'm sorry, Ben. No, go ahead. no, no. I was going to say, it'll be a manual override for me with the Giants going forward the other right. way. Right. Like, I will not exactly. shock them. Exactly. If, if this game's in Baltimore and you're getting, what, an 11 and a half, 12-point spread, are you taking the Baltimore Ravens in this game? It wouldn't be. I don't think it would be that much. But but uh, think about it. You're in New York at five and a half, right? So yeah, I think it would be inside 10 though? even in Baltimore. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so nine and a half, 10 points. Are you still taking the Ravens laying 10 against the Giants on yeah, the road? I, I would. I like the Ravens. I think that people, well, we're going to find out, but to me, the Ravens, you know, they're a, a jackass collapse against Miami and a tough loss against Baltimore of being the, like, oh, they're the best Buffalo. team in the league. Buffalo, like, right. yeah, Buffalo. I mean, that it's, they were right there against the elite of the elite. Oh, no excuse for, for collapsing against Miami, but I, I like this team. Now, good point from chat. I could see it being really methodical. And when you, you know, if you have a game that's played in the teens, it's hard to cover five and a half points. So I do worry about that a little, but at the same time, I think Baltimore just ultimately outclasses them. All right, let's keep it moving here. We're going to go to New Orleans, but remind everybody what's going on. You see Chris putting our plays up on BetMGM. We continue to remind you about this really cool opportunity. The NHL season is up and running. All of you familiar subscribers here on the Odd Shopper channel, you're following Andy's videos and getting the best plays, maybe even part of our Discord. So you're getting, what, Raza, Lindy, you're getting some other NHL plays coming out there. We want you to take advantage of what's happening at BetMGM. We can turn 10 into 200 and all you need to do is click this link below sign up and when you deposit at least 10 put in whatever you want put that on any nhl money line play pre-game nhl money line play so that ten dollar wager is going to turn into 200 as soon as a team scores a goal that's it like all you need is for one team to score a goal and it turns around into two hundred dollars and look, fellas, I, I know this because as you know, Lafayette, you and I live in a legal state for a long time. It's somewhat still new, I guess, in New York. But a lot of people are creatures. That, how often, Lafayette, do you run into somebody in Philly or, or this area that we live in? It's like, I only use fill in the blank book, right? Like, I only use this one book. And it's like, what are you doing? 
you have an opportunity to take advantage of what we do here, which is shop lines for you for free. You have to sign up in multiple books. And on top of that, we're giving you $200. I'm telling you, fellas, it, it happens every day where I run into some just earlier this morning at Fox 29. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I just I just use this one book. Why? Like, like, what's wrong with you? You're betting. Why wouldn't you? Use creatures of habit. They, that's, yeah. that's all it is. It, I'm that way, too. I'm yeah, a creature Benny's of habit. the same lunch every day. He wears every the same socks every Sunday. That's true. I'm a creature of habit, but I understand the value in getting a different book, especially this. Is, you don't even have to go. This is the difference, though. You don't have to go in there and be like, all right, let me go. Now I have to deposit a couple hundred into this yep. one. And, you know, I'm, I'm spread kind of thin. No, you're getting 200 there to start you off. Worst case scenario, you, you, you put your 10 in. You bet an NHL game, and who cares if you don't like NHL? Doesn't doesn't matter. You can't lose. You what? can't lose this. Can't That's lose. the beauty. Yeah. Someone yeah. has to score. Exactly. It's the same thing as 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 throwing ten dollars up in the air and two hundred dollars falls down into your lap. You're not. Doesn't matter if the game is interesting to you or not. It's ten in the two hundred. So um, you go on a horrible losing streak. You lose all the two hundred. Everything's gone. You lost 10 bucks. That's your downside. The upside is you sustain a, you know, you build it up, go on a heater, sustain a big bankroll. Yep. Uh, but if you're listening on Friday or Saturday, even Sunday morning, do it now. So then you've got that money going into these Sunday games or even like a Sunday. If you're listening Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon hockey game, get in on Sunday night football action with the free money. Just, just play it the smart way. These promos don't come often. They just brought this back. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's keep it moving. We are 30 minutes. <laughs> we got. A, we had two games off this week and we still can't manage our time. No, we New suck, Orleans. Man. All right, Raza, you're up in New Orleans. Cincinnati. This is good. I'll manage time right here. I say it every week. <laughs> Literally, anytime we get to New Orleans and you ask me, I say the same thing. Right. This team, I have no idea what they're doing. They've got Taysom Hill. Kamara did look good last week. Uh, but there's just so many unknowns with the quarterback situation. And they're playing a Cincinnati team that I, I've tried to pick on with, you know, varying degrees of success, but I still respect the team. There's no doubt about it. I don't want to mess around with this game. I think it's probably a better player prop game. If you want to go over on like Kamara receptions, if you want to, you know, anytime touchdown for a guy like Chase, who started slow this year, I'm fine with stuff like that. I'm not touching a side. I don't think this is the best game uh, to target this week. Agreed. T Higgins is still questionable. Every receiver in new Orleans is questionable right now. They can't find ways to scheme Jamar chase open. Uh, so he's double teamed on every play. They can't get in the football downfield. They're using them on end arounds and shit. Um, the, there's just too many unknowns, too many variables, right? Too many moving parts really uh, in this game. I will say this though. I was a little bit surprised to see that the Bengals opened as a favorite yeah. on the road. Yeah. And then they moved even for only two to two and a half. So not really significant, but it is interesting to me because everything I've watched from this Bengals team this season, I've been thoroughly unimpressed as you should be. Yep. I thought they turned it around by now and I know they oh. got a couple wins. It's still, I haven't seen anything convincing. Even those wins. And like, that's the thing. Like, Cincinnati doesn't give you confidence to bet them. And, and that's what the biggest thing for me was coming into this year. So long as the numbers made sense, I want to fade. I want to go into the mentality each week of fading Cincinnati and tailing Jacksonville. And then you start, okay, do the numbers make sense? And you go through all the different variables. You, you just, 
you should slam New Orleans under like 99% of these circumstances. You should absolutely slam this home dog as New Orleans to win this game outright. But you go back to Ben and, and what every week, it's the same thing for a reason. Like Ben just doesn't come in here unprepared about the New Orleans Saints. There is legit um, reasoning behind it. And that's why it's, it's a total stay away from me as well. I don't want any part of this game. And it pains me because I'd love to see the Bengals continue to falter and take advantage of that. But I'm not touching this one as well. All right. We move on. You're right, Ben. We did save some time. I told you. The Saints, I'm, I'm they're a time good. saver. I can't stand them, <laughs> but they save a lot of time. Let's go to Miami, South Beach. Uh, not one, but two quarterbacks in concussion protocol as of right now. Minnesota going up against Skylar Thompson. At the moment, Minnesota is only laying three on the road. Lofi, that jump out at you at all? No, I, I think it makes sense. Uh, you have an entire... Skylar Thompson was a preseason darling in Miami. Okay. That doesn't translate to the regular season. Cooper rush sucked in the preseason and he's four and as a starter, mm -hmm. but you have had the entire week to prepare with Skylar Thompson as your quarterback. And you do still have quality weapons. Raheem Mostert's going to play. He's looked good. They have a ton of speed guys. Raheem Mostert, super fast. Tyree kill Jalen Waddle, super fast. Um, but the defense stinks. And Minnesota's defense isn't much better. I'm not taking a side, playing a side here. Believe it or not, I'm going over in this game, fellas. Mm. Wow. I, these are two really rough defenses right now. I'm talking really rough defenses. Miami secondary is one of the biggest defensive surprises uh, you know, in the wrong direction that I think we've seen all season long. And they're showing no signs uh, of improvement, regardless of Xavier Howard's uh, uh, health, which seems to still be bothering him. So I think at home in Miami, they will manage to put points up. I'm not confident they win this game, but you've got enough speed in that team. You've got enough talent as far as skill players goes. You had a full week to prepare. And on the other side, you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, even guys like an athletic tight end and Irv Smith. I think points are scored in this game. Mm. This is Interesting a weird game. way to start, Ben. I so I would argue my first my first pushback to, to what you said there. I think it's a bigger advantage to have a week to prepare for Skylar Thompson. Mm. It's kind of a gadgety you can make, you type can make player. That argument too, sure. Like you get Bridgewater and you're prepared, and he gets hurt. You bring in a guy who's like he's not a normal backup quarterback. I, I watched him a lot in college. He really can move. He's kind of like a Tebow esque type player. Now, the thing that was a little confusing is they didn't run him at all uh, last week. I don't know what Miami's doing. I anticipate like a run-heavy attack, almost like a pseudo-triple option in some of this with what they try to do here. I think it's going to burn up a ton of clock, and I don't think it's going to work. I, I'm, I'm not sold on Skylar Thompson. I'm actually stunned that he was in the league, to be honest. <laughs> By default, I have to go with Minnesota. I'm not as confident on the total. I do lean to the under, though. Mostly because I don't think Miami can move the ball. I 100% agree that both secondaries are garbage. I don't think Miami can exploit it. I think Minnesota will gear it down, control the game, win the game. I This is a big short of Skylar Thompson. If he proves me wrong, I have to live with it. I just cannot believe with a full week preparation, they can't figure out how to stop him. That's what jumps out to me, too, is in trap, mistake, misread, what have you. I'll be more than happy to admit that. 
at the end of this weekend, but to only be not even a hook and play here against a third string quarterback. It just seemed, especially as we saw without the pressure on Kirk cousins, his ability to comfortably complete passes and move the ball down the field. So I'm with you. I'll, I'll take Minnesota. I don't have any feel on the total either way with you guys. I, I think you could play it out to where easily both teams put up 50 points each or, you know, Minnesota just destroys Miami and they don't move the ball and they comfortably win by, you know, 30 to three, something like that. So no play for me on the total, but I'm with Ben where I just, I kind of feel that you have to take Minnesota minus three. And then real quick, just before we move on, let me throw it right back to Lofty. Doesn't going over, and I'm asking, not leading, doesn't going over correlate more to you playing Minnesota than Miami? So yeah. I'm surprised that you didn't have a side while going over is what I meant. Well, no, because okay. no, because Minnesota could win this game 35 to 7. And you that's go, what oh, I think is going to happen. That, yeah. Right, right. But that's why you're on the under. Exactly. It's not because, yeah, it's a short so, of the team total for Miami. So, okay. no, Aton, if, if, if I think that Miami, and I'm not betting Miami here, but if I think Miami's capable of keeping this competitive and getting some points up, uh, I already expect Minnesota to score. Got it. Uh, Got so, it. yeah, no, I, I, that would be, this would be an instance where I think that the Miami offense is competent enough to put up points. Uh, if, if I'm laying the three on Minnesota, uh, I'm almost certainly taking the under in a game like this because you could get there in, in, in a number, there's a number of outs as far as how you'd get there, you know, 27 to three yep. or, or 24, 20, like 21, whatever, 2017, even if it's close, low scoring game and you don't think Miami's offense can operate. Fair enough. That's why I asked. All right. To Indianapolis, we go here. And Jacksonville, Doug P in town against Frank Reich, two guys that know each other fairly well here. So this one in Indy this time around. Ben, you want to start off? So this is another game where all credibility was lost because the first time they played, I was like, you know, if you're if you're the Colts, not to play the narrative game, but after you got bounced as basically a two touchdown favorite from the playoffs, you think you would have it circled yep. Uh, yep. on your calendar. And they didn't even score. Never mind win the game. They literally couldn't score against Jacksonville the first time. So now I'm like, well, you're at home. You think they would have two circles uh, on the calendar for this one. But the Colts are just an absolute mess. You know, Jonathan Taylor is hurt for the first time in his career. Like he is working back from it. But who knows exactly what the workload could be in this situation. Jacksonville knocked me out of Survivor last week. Oh. I couldn't say. It's bad. I think it's an ugly game. That's probably my only lean. But if you, if one of you have a side, you're braver than me in this wow. uh, divisional clash. So I can tell you right now, it ain't me, Lofty. <laughs> let, let me ask you guys a trivia. I bet, I bet you'll go three for three on this. Who? Why do you? Why do you? When, when we make this show not game by game and segments, a hundred percent Lofty's trivia question of the week is yeah. going to be a segment. You have one of these every week. No, no, no. These are easy trivia. This is like you'll know. Who leads, who leads the league in sacks taken at quarterback? Matt Ryan. Ding. Who leads the league in interceptions? Matt Ryan. Look at you. Yep. Who leads the league in fumbles? I'm going to guess. Who's that guy <laughs> who plays in Indianapolis? Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Dude, 11 fumbles, yeah, it's seven awful. interceptions, and 21 sacks. Can you can we just for a second think about how insane that is through five games? 
I'd still take him over the two guys that played quarterback last night. I, I would take Wentz over him. At this point, at this point, I, I don't would know. Take Wentz. Maybe. You think they know. want Wentz back? I, I think know. it right. might be possible that you would want Wentz back at this point. Probably, and I maybe. am the biggest Wentz hater in the world. Right, right. All right, so because what does that Aton, Wentz, Wentz can at least make some big plays. Oh, I, I, can, I get it. You know I get what I mean? I oh, okay, it. this is what I'm saying. I, I'm surprised that you guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Aren't with me on the under here. Oh, I am. I, I, I said am. I leaned okay. under. Yeah. But, okay. but yeah, okay. it wasn't a side. I, I think if there, if we had to make a play here, it, it would be the under. Yeah. And I don't want to take your point. So go ahead. No, 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 no. You can. I, I was just if, if I had to take an actual side. Yeah, I would just bet Jags money line. Yep. Yep. Because the Colts are so bad. They're, seriously, they're broken right now. They're and by the way, we just got news. They're starting uh, defense left defensive end is out. Uh, Shaq Leonard's out uh, yep. uh, now. So that doesn't help them defensively at all. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, like Ben said, who knows? He's practicing, but who knows if he's going to be good to go? We don't know if Naeem Hines is going to play. You know, he, he was, it looked like a baby deer trying to you know, get off the, get on his legs for the first time after that hit. So they're so bad right now. The only way they could get that win last week was Nathaniel Hackett gift wrapping it to him and, and putting it at, you know, right in front of their, right on their doorstep. So if I had to, it'd be Jacksonville, but I prefer the under here. Both of these offenses don't look good right now. And, and, yep. and, and they can't protect the quarterback. They both turn the ball over. Uh, but I think Jacksonville still has a better offense, even despite how they looked last week. I do too. And, and I actually, you know, let me just think through this real quick. Cause we want to move on, keep things moving here to green Bay hosting the jets. That's going to be an interesting conversation to say the least here. And a reminder, if you haven't already, you know, hit the thumbs up button and make sure you're subscribed. We have some other stuff we're going to tell you about before we get out of here. But point being, the more I look at this, the more you talk and make good points, the more I look at Doug Peterson, 29, 12 and one to the over in non London road games. Indianapolis is so bad. This total is so low. I think there's an argument that you could buy low and go over 41 and a half Jacksonville putting up points and causing enough turnovers to get in the right position. This is similar to the other game we just talked about with Minnesota and Miami, where you could see a 37 to 10 victory for Jacksonville and go over this. So I'm, I'm now pulling back. I was leaning under, but I, I, there's so much to this over here. I need another day to go over this thing. I think you just bet Jacksonville over their total. Team total? Yeah, I could do that. I can it do can't that. can't be high, right? It's probably like, what is it, 19 or something? I, I'll tell you in, in one second, but it, yeah, I have you know, 41 and a half is the lowest number you're going to get thanks to Odd Shopper. So, yeah, team props right here for team total points is 20 yeah. and a half for Jacksonville. Okay. I can get 21 points against Indianapolis. Probably can. Okay. I also, I was just going to say, if you, not that you have to do this by any stretch, but if you're a believer in kind of ETN, I think this might be the time to buy in the prop world. It seems like he's starting to garner some serious work. 
I know it's been in flux. Robinson had a big game, but I think that if you're a believer that ETN slowly takes over uh, more and more, these are the type of weeks for all his props. It does. I don't have a specific one in mind, just any of them. You're going to start buying onto him here because I think the time is now. I get that. Interesting. Okay. All right, let's move on here. I'll keep it moving to Green Bay and hosting the Jets here following a loss. I saw this. The Giants were 9-118, and 118, but when trailing by 14 points, I don't know if it was just 14 in the game or 14 in the second half, what have you, but something absurd. Now you've got the Green Bay Packers who reportedly were talking on the flight home about how they were prepared to lose this game against another New York team. So take all of that into account, Raza. Where are you going? So this is, and I said this last week with the Rams, uh, and look what happened. This is the game. If you lose this game, I'm officially worried. I'm not that worried about the Packers. I don't think they're nearly as good as they've been. You should beat the Jets in Lambeau. You, you think they're beat- Super Bowl contenders? Not no, now. not really, but they're good enough to beat the Jets in Lambeau uh, sure, sure. more often than their by money eight? line. By eight? No. By the second part of the teaser pieces? Uh, yeah. As a survivor piece? Yeah. Stuff like that. Maybe a halftime, full-time, anything like that. But as I said last week with the Rams, like, you know, this is the game. You you drop one to the Jets at home, I mean, that changes everything. Then oh. they, Then they're fighting – I think with the Vikings for real uh, in that it's division, over. I still think it's the Packers division to, to, to lose at this point. I'd probably pass here. You're concerned about the Packers. I see it. You really don't think yeah. they're any good. It's not that I don't think they're worst team in the league. Wow. <laughs> Is that what you just tweeted? Jeez, yeah. No, from your burner. I, I don't think that this is a Super Bowl co- uh, com- like a competitive team right now in terms of, Stacked up against the best teams in football. Um, they but that's find, fair, right? Like, you, you're I not, think that's very fair. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you're going out. I'm not saying this is a negative. I don't think you're going out on a limb saying that. That's like a qualifying statement from you. That's not like a here's my big take statement. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. It's not right. a hot take at right, all. Right, right, right. I'm just telling you, I, it, Ben said I'm worried about him. I'm just saying, like, where I think they are. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of, you know, the rest of the league. Let's be honest, though. They've found ways to put themselves in really bad positions, right? Like you had a 17 three lead against a Giants team whose number one receiver last week was Darius Slayton, uh, a Giants team who hasn't been able to protect their quarterback all year long. All you needed to do was not completely implode in the second half. And they did not only that, the defense, the defense got, got, got tuned up in the second half as well. It's only yeah. one game. But it's kind of been a trend this year that they haven't won convincingly outside of one game against Chicago. And did that happen behind the arm of Aaron Rodgers? No, it did not. That was all Aaron Jones. Yep. That whole game was Aaron Jones. And just, you know, complete ineptitude from Justin Fields and company on the other side. So uh, I, I, do the Jets, do, do you feel comfortable laying a lot of points on the Packers right now. Yeah, I just do. don't like I, as big favorites. I'm staying away from the Packers and there will be certainly times that I'm hitting or where I'm taking the points as I did taking 10 with, with the Patriots a couple weeks ago. Yep. I Look, will man, say, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just say, and again, it doesn't, but the Packers, they have not lost a home game since that game, you know, with Tampa when LaFleur 
chose to take the oh, ball. I don't out think of, they're going to lose, Ben. I'm just saying they're de- like right. even with some of their realistic, uh, I think, concerns. It it hasn't manifested a ton at home. Now you could say the Patriots just took them to overtime in Lambeau. Like you know they're living very dangerously. I do think back home off a, a game they gave away, this should be a spot where you would see the best version of the Packers, regardless of what that would be. I would expect them to play well here. You should. You, you, know, you say it should. hasn't manifested itself, but when's the last time you've seen Rodgers throw a pick six at Lambeau? Against well, it's a slow, Patriots. it's an iceberg melting though. It's it's not your kid's ice cream outside at 100 degrees. No, weather. I'm saying he just threw a pick yeah. six. No, I, I, get know it. it's I, get all, it. I know that's an isolated incident, I'm just saying, I, I do think you want to talk about like the, the I, I do think that the absence of a Devontae Adams looms way larger than we may have ever anticipated. And and I think that is a fair point right now where we are going to need a season or maybe more if we're even fortunate enough to get that in Green Bay with Rodgers to, to really determine that. Because I think right now it's hard to argue against that when you see this offense. But I, I think you guys are focused on the wrong quarterback to be honest with you. So let me just say, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers anything less than eight, and I'm also using them as a key teaser piece. We talked about the Bucks, Green Bay. Those are your two ones, and you can flex and float with some other ones all you want, but, and I'll just, you know, without holding it, Carolina's going to be the other one I'm going to bump up. But look, Zach Wilson, if you look at his record, if you look at who he's beaten, if you look at who the Jets have beaten this year, rookie quarterbacks, that's all your Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence last year. All but one of Zach Wilson's wins straight up. I'm not even talking about the spread straight have come against rookie quarterbacks. This Jets team beat up. If you look at their three wins, yeah, you're, you are what your record is. I'm not taking those three wins away by any means, but they have beaten up and taken advantage of some pretty fortunate circumstances like the Pittsburgh Steelers pulling a kid in the middle of a game. Like you start to look at the reasons why this Jets team is three and two and what Zach Wilson has or has not done five to seven TD to interception ratio away from home. I'm sorry. This is all about fading the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. And I'll leave you with this. Matt LaFleur is 10 and 0 straight up against the spread off a loss with every single one of those wins being eight points or more. Give me the Packers. I I still believe that they can beat the shit out of the Jets, Lofty. But that doesn't mean that they're a Super Bowl contender. I think that's totally fair. I'm passing on this game anyway. I was just yeah. explaining why. Yeah. No, I why. get it. Yeah, I, I totally get it. And, and look, it's it's good to explain why you're passing. So people aren't just like hitting you up in the chat you know, on Twitter. Well, yeah, I think that's when all. you watch videos and people are just like, I'll pass. It's like, all right, well, that's great content, pal. <laughs> all right. We'll move on now <laughs> to our next game. I love that. Our uh, next game here from Green Bay to Atlanta. This is a tough one here. I, I, you know, looking at this 49ers team, difficult, I think, to kind of figure out. Atlanta is 5-0 and ATS this year. So if you've been riding the Falcons for five yeah. straight weeks, congratulations. Lofty, why don't you kick things off in this one? And they, listen, they've been dogs in every game. Absolutely. They've covered easily in every game. They've won two of them outright. Could have had a very good shot of winning last game outright too, right? They, they would have had the ball back with three minutes to go down by six. So another competitive game against a good team. They haven't had the easiest schedule either. Again, like Rams uh, last week, Tampa, they've had, they face some tough teams so far. I, I know the uh, saints are always going to play them tough. They almost beat them. 
I guess, I guess I still don't feel good about this, but I, if I, if I gave you a lean, it would probably be Atlanta to cover, but man, it's San Francisco. That Shanahan team is very good on the East coast yep. and most West coast to East coast teams aren't. They played in Carolina last week, but they didn't travel home. They That's stayed you. in West Virginia. Yep. So that, you know, if they went home and came back, I would definitely be liking Atlanta a little bit more. That's a lot of travel, east and west, east and west. Uh, I want to know where Ben is here, especially given that there's, the Nick Bosa very likely could be. They, they just lost uh, Emmanuel Mosley for the season. Jimmy Ward came back and left as soon as he returned. Nick Bosa could be out. They've got uh, Kinlaw out, Armstead out. Their defense has some real holes right now that it'll be interesting to see if they patch them up. That's my biggest question. I, I think San Francisco is primed to be exposed, but I don't think Atlanta's the team to really do it. You still can't really run on San Francisco. And I, I they've been, I don't know. I, I have trouble with teams like Atlanta in the sense that I don't know exactly why they're covering. A lot of it seems just somewhat fortunate. They're hanging in the games, Absolutely. making yeah. good comebacks. Like they don't have this like, oh, they're, running the ball super effectively or, Oh, Mariota's thrown for 350 yards a game. None of that is happening. The defense is improved, but I wouldn't say that Atlanta's a elite defense or even a quality defense at this point. Then I look at San Francisco. They're quietly. I mean, they're getting it together. You lose a bad game to Denver, but it's, it's the NFL. They, they always have the Rams number. They destroyed Carolina as they should. I like what I see from them. So it's going to be, the Niners are pass for me. I think in the dome, less variables, they will find a way to get this done. And Atlanta, you know, they're covering, but I, I don't know if that really means anything long-term. It's yeah. an interesting theory, right? And I'll, I'll push this. Like you bring up the reality and then I'll, I'll shander this thing right here. Yeah, good. Is, well, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, look, these guys are all human beings. They pay attention to PFF. They pay attention to the local radio. They're watching whatever the hell Stephen A. Smith or whatever bozos on TV yelling and screaming, right? So you're told this is a team you're going to beat. Each week when you go up against Atlanta, you're told you're going to knock these guys fucking teeth out and just get back. All right, you know, win, win, win. Chalk that as a win. I, I still think that's benefited Atlanta. And we see this in sports all the time, right? Where a team that's expected to be bad early in the season comes out and they overplay it. But you're right. I, I think that there is something that is tough to kind of describe what Atlanta is doing. Lofty used the word magic with the Giants from a spread standpoint, clearly with Atlanta. But that's my problem. I don't know how much I can continue to ride something like that. It's just inevitable, but that Atlanta gets exposed. On the flip side, I would love to pound San Francisco minus five, but look, look who they have coming up next week. The Kansas City Chiefs. Remember what happened in that Super Bowl, right? All right. So All right. There, there's a this this ultimately squeezes Lofty into like, I don't want to take Atlanta and I don't want to take San Francisco minus five. So I think the Niners money line becomes now a really good parlay piece. For you out there, you want to tail it with, you know, Raza sharp play or Wait, Niners you... money line or Falcons money no, line? No, Niners money line. Okay, so. Just, just yeah, just win, baby, because gotcha. I, yep. I don't want to mess with the spread. I think that they're, the look ahead is an issue for me for San Francisco. The injuries are an issue for me. with San... But ultimately, at the end of the day, San Francisco wins this game. So that's what I would do is use them as a money line parlay piece and not mess with the spread at all. I get that. I'm fine with that. Okay. Look, and you'd let me know, Ben, if you weren't. Niners are much. Niners are a better team. They sure. are. 
They are. No, you're but right. I think we have to give credit to Arthur Smith and company and that they have improved this Falcons team. Well, I agree with Ben that them being five and zero against the spread in the grand scheme doesn't say a whole lot. Yep. I think it does say that they're better than projected to be this yes. season. Yes. But, and you're right. They're coaching. It has a lot to do with that. Sorry, Ben. No, no. I was going to say, I think that's a fact. The problem is. Now it's reflected you, in the line. If you ask me, what would the line yeah. be on this game? Seven and a half. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. 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 Get, getting them inside a touchdown is not, exactly. doesn't feel good. That's why I'm past. If this was, if this is Falcons plus seven and a half, I'm smashing the Falcons. Because it's not baked in that they're better than exactly. where we thought they were. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah. And if you wanted to take Tampa Bay, you wanted to take Green Bay and Atlanta and run a six, six and a half, even seven, which I don't think you would need. But if you wanted to run a six, six and a half point teaser, you've now pushed Atlanta through those three key numbers, including 10. That's that would be the teaser for me. If you wanted a three leg teaser, I think now you've alleviated the concerns here. You get Atlanta playing as they have been within 10 points. I think you're okay there at that point. All right. Two, let's see, from Atlanta to Seattle. This one might be quick, depending on where we're going, Ben. Again, divisional game inside. You're basically picking a winner. Healthy total. I'm not really looking to mess around with Seattle. I'd give a lean to the Cardinals. You, uh, Eitan, were all over Kyler's rushing a little bit. I've talked about that as well. Do you think they're going to keep him moving in some of these spots? He had four for 42. Yep. I'm fine going over his rushing prop, no matter where it stands in this spot. Don't really want to bet the game, though. It would be Arizona because I don't believe in Seattle, but up there, it's a tough spot. Where are you out in the total with where are you guys out in the total with how bad these teams have been? Arizona is just, I think, I think Arizona is disappointing. Seattle is surprising, but they're both bad. If that makes sense. I think the defenses are real bad too. Seattle's offense. I've been saying this a few weeks now that if Geno Smith is just decent, this offense can be good. And what I mean is you have two dynamic playmakers, one of the best wide receiver duos in the league, right? I don't think there's any disagreement that Metcalf and Lockett, are one of the better duos in the league. Um, Ken Walker, they did day two draft pick, second round draft pick. Rashad Penny's out, but you're not replacing him with Travis Homer or DJ Dallas. Uh, they do have an offense right now. They do. They're putting up points. They just dropped 32 on the Saints. And I had him at plus five and a half, but fucking Taysom Hill. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That's why you don't bet Saints games. What have I been I saying this whole show? I know, you're right, man. Seattle had done me real well this year, though, so far. Outside of week one, but that's yep. only because you want to talk about transitive property. That's because Nathaniel Hackett. That's like, right. But you're going override. over 50. I mean, look, you're just below that key number 51. It makes sense with both of these teams' defenses. And we've also seen both be able to put up, well, Seattle especially, put up some points. So I, yeah. I don't think that – I don't have any feel at all. Ben, you, you can expand on, on where you are just real quick. But I think if I were to be now looking at this, absolutely. Yeah, again, I, I think that – These are teams that have elements, particularly the Cardinals. The Cardinals have some things that a lot of good teams would want, and you can build around that. They also have some bottom five units in there. And and for that reason, I'm not really keen on it here, but uh, I still favor some trying to extract where those positives are, particularly with the offense. I think Kyler can still do some things if they let him go. 
Do you guys ever think we'd be seeing Geno Smith passing yard props at 269 and a half? MVP Geno Smith. Like, what a world. How about Joey B on the chat? Arizona, Seattle, going to be a whack game from the 80s, 90s. Probably will. 123 total right there. Yeah, I I don't, I really don't know how to read this game. That's why I was asking you guys. Let me give you something. Can I give you something real quick? Because because I, I you, you don't know where, where to go. You, you're you're up in the air. I can see it in your face. Raza, you want to play here as well. I, I wanted to save it, but this is the crazy trend of the week. All right. This is the outlandish, absurd, crazy. It's another trend. segment we will have know? in due time. Because exactly, <laughs> right, I'm coming with I got to keep up with Lofty. You kidding me? He's got 16 segments here. Look, do you know what Cliff Kingsbury's record and ATS record is in weeks five, six and seven? Don't do that, that I don't, you know, I nine I don't have and that. one straight up, <laughs> ten and zero against the spread. Nine and one straight up, ten and zero against the spread in weeks five, six, and seven. Something changes. He's Some a pump, pumpkin spice split. latte guy. He gets. I don't know. Little, you know what? Uh, it probably does have to do with the seasons here. Of course. <laughs> the equinox. Take that for what it's worth. If, if look. Don't let Arizona win this game. Wait, I'm hold coming. on. Did you look that up or did you see come across? No, it, it was it was passed over to me. Oh, OK, OK. Like, do you think I have the time to look up this guy? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you got to be that's like some mad scientist shit yep. down in the yep. lab. Like, OK, five, six, seven. No, eight. ever since we started this and, and I knew that I could come with some outlandish shit like getting you to be like, whoa, Ben is used to it, right? Because I do it on all these other sports shows, golf and everything like Ben's he's numb to it. Right. But now my goal is to get you to be like, dude, you got to slow down. I get so- it. I get it. It's it. I enjoy it though. I enjoy it. <laughs> Let's keep it moving here. All right. Now, before we go to the Rams, I uh, talked a little bit about this with the bet MGM promo. All three of us are part of this. So if you're hanging Joey B, out there, I know you're not part of this, so I'm calling you out and everybody else who is not part of our premium insider betting package. This is awesome. You get total access. You get insight. You get a bunch of us on the channel. Anybody that's on here doing stuff like the three of us, Ehrenberg, Lindy, Matt Gajeski, Sean Evans for eSports, right? So we have a crew of people that are giving you not just plays, but time, time, insight. I just had a guy, great Uh, on my chat here, ask about, you know, like what goes through. (laughs) It was hilarious because we missed the Pistons last night. So I really need to start asking what the logic behind these picks are before parlaying. And and I'm happy to give you a paragraph as far as why I thought the Detroit Pistons would cover a six and a half point preseason spread. I'm not going to do a video for that, right? Like Raza is not going to give you a new video if the line moves on Utah State. Lofty's not going to do a new video if a prop moves by seven to 10 yards. That's why you have us on there. And as these guys will remind you, the best part about all of this is you get the first week free. So jump on it. Links below. No more excuses, Joey B. Come say hi when you're in there. We got a lot of people in there. You hop in, say what's up. And it's just fun. Like I said, it's just more fun. No matter whether you're winning or losing, I enjoy hopping in there and seeing everyone tilt the games together, celebrate together. Uh, Why not? Why not build the community together? We're all trying to win. Uh, against the Bucks, Yeah, no, nothing is funnier. Well, I shouldn't say that because I, I don't want to sound like it's a positive thing when you lose a bet. But, uh, you know, I passed out after watching that god-awful Phillies rain delay result, and I could not stay up for the end of the Lakers-Wolves preseason game, one that I gave out a play on. So I wake up at 3.30 in the morning for work, and next thing I know, I see like, you know, four or five people going back and forth 
in my channel, sweating out the final seconds of a Wolves Lakers preseason game. So to your point, Ben, everybody, we all have our channels. We all have our community and then the global community sweating stuff out. So links below, you know, the drill. We'll move on to LA. Now the Rams. Loffy, what are you doing with this Rams game? Carolina. All right. All right. Well, actually, a lot of local connections in this game. Guys, can we can we back the Rams as as double digit favorites right now? I, I know Ben still has some hope because this was a, last week. I know that. Yeah, this was. Um, I'm not calling you out either. You, you no, know, no, 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 get more. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying you get you get more right than you get wrong for sure. What, I, what I'm saying with the Rams. What, what, hold on. That's what I'm saying. Like the way the way I am with the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're good, but they keep winning. Are you, are you star? And I'm not like saying there's a right answer to this, but are, are you, are, because with me, I look at them and I go, they can't protect Step. They, yep. 21 sacks. He, he, and, and they're so one dimensional on offense. And their defense on the secondary has been, I think they allowed 200 some yards on the ground to the, to the Cowboys last week. What's going on? I, if, if anything, I'd take the Panthers inside 10, uh, 10 yep. and a half, but, but how do you do that confidently? Matt rules PJ. I don't know. So you're on to something lofty. I'll let Ben go. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm not going to back the Panthers, but I, I was adamant last week. Not only do, did I think that the Rams would win, but if they didn't win and they didn't look good, it's going to have to be, I keep using this term, a manual override. You did say be- that. You're because- right. And I apologize for not adding the context. There. No, no. And that's really important <laughs> because you can stick with your convictions more than one week. But at some point, you have to face reality that whatever the problem is, it is a factor. Now, I will say this. The Dallas, and this is really where the leak was last week. Dallas is second in the NFL at sack percentage, nearly 10%. Carolina's 27th. I'm not sure they're going to expose this offensive line as much, but the Rams cannot run the ball. They cannot protect Stafford. And defensively, they're they're not a juggernaut. So I I worry about where they're at enough for me not to bet them here. I'm not shorting them by betting Carolina, who has no coach and no quarterback, but I'm certainly not laying double digits with the Rams right now. And that's something I would have done uh, if you asked me a couple weeks ago. Real quick, I mentioned this early in the week too, and I'm glad you brought it up. The pass rush is, is such a massive element for when you're facing the Rams and you're trying to decide who you want to back in these games. San Francisco, second in adjusted sack rate. They were all over Matthew Stafford. Dallas, third in adjusted sack rate this year. How about Arizona? 32nd, right? Like these are the, uh, they put up point, the, the Rams put up a lot of points against Atlanta. Atlanta, 31st. So I'm with you. The, the pass rush here makes a, a massive, massive difference in terms of whether or not, but still they can't move the ball and they can't run. Yep. Yep. And Matthew Stafford is on pace to be sacked 71 times this year. Amazing. 71 yeah. times. Now, look, Amazing. even if he gets sacked 65 times, that is absolutely ridiculous. Hey, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't see how this line at one point, this was at 11. It's dropped down to 10. And which makes sense. But think about this. It opened at nine and immediately moved to 11 because Baker Mayfield isn't playing and Matt Rule isn't coaching. You're right. What? What? P.J. Walker is is a two point downgrade 
to Baker Mayfield and Steve Wilkes or Wilkes, whatever the hell his name is, You're right. is, is, is a two point downgrade of Matt rule. So, so that's what I'm saying is th- the fact that it moved that way. I'm willing to capitalize on that. I just can't trust the Rams. It's double digits. Both of you guys know how hard it is to cover a 10 point spread in the NFL. What gives you any confidence that the Rams would be able to do it? In fact, I'd argue this, that if you just look at the baseline expectations for this year coming into this year, the Rams are exponentially more disappointing and a worse team than the Carolina Panthers because they came in with a bunch of shit they had to deal with. Give me the Carolina Panthers, and I'll leave you with this last thought, all right, just to leave you a little sprinkle of shander on this here. (laughs) Every single individual on the Carolina Panthers right now is motivated to go out and kick the Rams' ass just so they can turn around and tell the media, hey, it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. It was the coach. It was Baker Mayfield. It was somebody who's not here. That can motivate you as well. I'll take Carolina with as many points as possible. The one the one thing I, I will say, though, I do think that, one, the last thing to go for a great team, and two, there's a difference between not being able to beat good teams anymore and, and not being able to destroy bad teams. I, I don't see those as one and the same. So like, I think there's a real situation where the Rams are able to destroy the bottom half of the league still. And when they get up against San Francisco and the bills and the chiefs and Dallas, they are not able to compete because those teams can expose them. That's fair. I think it's also potentially one of these games where it, where and like I said, I, I can't back them right the, the Rams right now, so, and I'm I'm not betting this game, uh, at least not aside. But I could see it also being one of these games like we saw against Arizona. You know, that yeah. was 2012. Yep. You could see a you could see a 21-10 game, right? And they cover, or a or a 20-10 game, and they don't. But this could be Rams defense and Carolina's lack of pass rush being just enough to get to cover the spread but in a low scoring game. And that's just not something I'm really interested in. I love it. No, look, I, I think good points made all around here. And this is why it's so difficult to beat the spread in this sport, because it's easy to say, yeah, the Rams are going to win this game. But when you start to add 10, 10 and a half, 11, it does become a little sharper. All right, we move on from that game in LA to now a couple left Kansas city, three games left to go here. So we're going to move through it. Appreciate you all rolling with us by all means. Three or four? Yeah, three. Sorry. Kansas City. All right. Let's start. Lofty. First time Mahomes has ever been a dog at home as a starter. Pretty crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. Pretty crazy. I I, I didn't know that coming into this. Yeah. I didn't either, but it makes sense. They didn't hand that to you? It does make sense, but I don't like it. They didn't hand that to you? No, I only get crazy shit. Like what Sean McDermott's (laughs) record is against the spread week 11 (laughs) through 13. I got that for you. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, they were three point dogs. If, at, at three points, I said I'll take Kansas City yeah. all day. Are they still three on BetMGM because they were? At three points, I'll take them. I'll I'll take Kansas City getting a field goal at home against any team in the league, any time. Um, two and a half, not so much, but. You have to think. No, see that moved to two and a half too. The other day it was at three. Hmm. It, it was three because I pushed it to three and a half as an alternate. And you're right because I got the benefit of it being at three, not pushing it minus two and a half, a full point. Gotcha. Ain't two really good teams, two explosive offenses. Two. It's. I don't want to say this game's wildly unpredictable, 
but in a sense it is because both of these teams are just turbocharged. Um, and I, 50, what's the total? Still 54? It's I, ridiculous. Uh, this game could score 75 points for all I know. I just, I don't have a good, I don't have a good read on this one at all. So no play, right? Okay. I'll watch it. Oh, it's going to be. I think a we'll probably end up liking game. some props here. Yeah. Um, but if you can still get Kansas City at three, I think that's nice. Raza? Hey, I don't have a ton to say. I, I do think that the Bills are the better team. Certainly, if you talk about motivation, you would think they'd be ready here. But it's just two really good teams. I'm not going to overreact to it. I would take Buffalo if I had to pick the game and pick them pools and stuff. But I mean, in Arrowhead, Kansas City can beat anyone in the league, and Buffalo can beat anyone anywhere. So nothing would surprise me here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that you guys – and look, I get it with Buffalo. Like, I can't say anything negative about Buffalo so much, but this Chiefs team at home, and you'll just look at the element of a couple of things working for them. Buffalo, this line, I think, a little inflated because of what happened with Pittsburgh. It was initially one, then jumped up to three as a result of them just smashing Pittsburgh. So what does that tell you? And, and again, like things change and, and whatnot as the market sets itself out. But if you look at this on a neutral field to even in Buffalo, what are you talking, eight and a half, nine points possibly? Does that make sense to lay nine points with the Bills against the Chiefs team in Buffalo? Because it doesn't for me. I just think this Chiefs team is being undervalued here because they're not Buffalo and they didn't smash the shit out of some bad teams. So I'll take the Chiefs. I actually played the Chiefs a couple of times. I took the Chiefs on the money line. I uh, took the Chiefs when it was three at plus three and a half. And I also took the Chiefs to win the first half money line as well. I, I just I love Kansas City in this. And there's another element too as well. Their D-line coach helping Spags, our buddy Spags out Lofty out there in Kansas City. He was the Jacksonville defensive coordinator last year. Had a really strong game against Buffalo and Josh Allen. He's had good history against Buffalo. So I think there's a little extra element there. Give me the Chiefs at home three times over. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I do. have a good football team at home. It's, it's tough. Tough place to go. All right, speaking of good football teams at home, let's go to Sunday Night Football. Philadelphia hosting the Dallas Cowboys. I saw this at six and a half at one point. I think it's still, depending on if you like Dallas, go to Odd Shopper, of course. I, I mean, come on. Ben, I know you're an honorary Philadelphia Eagles fan. Loffy bleeds green. Like if you cut his little cheek open above that beard, there would be green liquid coming out of it. Right. And I me, you know, same thing. Right. Come on. Six and Loffy, six and a half points. Come on. I mean, you want to take it? Go ahead. Go, no, no, no. I want to hear where you're going with this. I don't think that this feels it almost feels I'm not saying Dallas isn't going to try. I'm not saying that, but like Dallas has already accomplished their mission. Like this is a bonus game. And in some ways, if, if it goes bad, they can justify it to take the pressure off Dak when he comes back and the Eagles are going to be ready. My only play in this game is Jalen hurts over 45 and a half rushing yards. I don't think that you can stop him and he's going to want to run this is a big time game. He will be busy. I think the Eagles are the right side. It's not the best number, though. Uh, so give me over on Jalen Hurts rushing yards. Got it. So the Eagles were at six. They moved. Yeah, they were at six everywhere. They're six and a half now. Uh, how are the Dallas Cowboys beating teams, Aton? Defense. Pass rush, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Getting to the quarterback, getting yep. the Carson turning, Wentz. Turning the football over. Yep. Can't protect Carson Wentz, Micah Parsons, these guys, yep. Lawrence, they're going to get you. Rams can't protect Matthew Stafford. They're going to get you. Uh, great, great defensive line. Great pass rush. Guess who has arguably the best pass blocking line in the league? Can I ask with a caveat? Sure. Still with Ike, say Amalo banged up, Jordan Mailata banged up, Jason Kelsey banged up, possibly missing this game. So, all right, let me, let me ask something. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me I know something. you. I'm laughing because I know you have something for me. Jeff Stoutland might be the best offensive line coach in the history of ever, the ever. I, I don't even say might ever. Right. Ever. And yeah. like anyone that's ever played from that might not even be on that team anymore is like, yeah, he, absolutely. He's the best. Uh, it he's rotated anyone in and out of there. I get it. And it hasn't Driscoll. mattered. I get it. I, I, Micah Parsons is legitimately scary. And, and quite frankly, we should have Eagles should have drafted him over. And by the way, this is no Homer take. I usually I'm, I'm, I'm a big, a pessimist as they come. Uh, but Micah Parsons should have been drafted over Devonta Smith. Let's let's be honest, Aton. We should have taken him over Devonta. Oh, Smith. No argument, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 this is one where I'm waiting, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm waiting for the injury report for yep. the Eagles. I don't think this line changes much. At, at, like, if these guys are all playing, it's not going to move to eight. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Not gonna, it's not going to move to eight. So if you've got a healthy or relatively healthy offensive line, uh, I think that is enough to, to keep the Eagles on top in this game to win by a touchdown. But yes, I'm with you. You need to know if they're in. But what I'm saying is if like, if you're, if you're just missing my lot, which is a big deal, you can still, you have, this team is coached so well on that line that you can make some substitutions and still make it work. Totally agree on that. I, I, I absolutely agree. I just think this is too many. Six and a half, I just think is too much. I get that. I get that. Right. This is Cowboys a are a good team, man. They are. They a good are. Team. They are. Yep. I, I'll put it this way. I think six and a half is a reflection of Cooper Rush at quarterback, not a reflection of how Cooper Rush has played at quarterback. Yep. Does that make sense? Ben gave me a, yeah, I could see that. I, I think it makes sense. I, I still think that the Eagles are going to force him to really have to win the game instead of just not losing the game. That's fair. I'll say this. Sirianni won five and one against the spread when losing the turnover battle. Mike McCarthy ain't much better. Both of these teams are right there in the top in the NFL as far as net turnover margin. This comes down to who turns the ball over less. It, 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 simply, it is going to be as simple as that. If you have a team with one turnover to a team with three turnovers, the team with three loses every single time. So I'm willing to say you give me that scenario with six and a half points. I'll take Dallas. Final game. I I'm going to tell you right now, I, I want absolutely zero to do with this football game on Monday night. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like, can you have a barbecue or, or do something that like I can get out of the house on Monday night? Cause I don't want to watch any of this shit. I'm sure I'll have much, multiple bets on it. Lofi, why don't you start taking us home here on this Monday? Night? I'll keep it quick. I, I will continue to bet the unders on Denver games. Good for you. I like, well, un until it proves me wrong. Right. And it did one week, but every other week, every other week, they've soared under the total. Do you know what the total scores in, in, in games have been for the Broncos this year, outside of that one game against the Raiders where Josh Jacobs lit them up, 
21 total points, not their total, the game total, 21, 21, 23, and 25. Mm. Now, of course, the LA Chargers have a very good offense. However, you're still dealing with a situation where Denver's defense is very, very good, despite the couple of injuries that they have, still a very good defense. And I'm just going to continue to assume that Russell Wilson, who we find out after last week's game, his shoulder isn't just, you know, a little it. He's got a torn lat in his throwing shoulder. Yeah. That doesn't look great. Uh, the offense is completely stagnant and their defense is good. So if anything, I'll roll with the under here until they start to put up points or until the defense starts to collapse because they're a recipe uh, for the under in every game they play right now. You know where I'm going. Uh, this is pretty simple. <laughs> Even if you like the Broncos, you shouldn't bet them. You yep. should manually override it and just yep. bet the Chargers. The yep. Broncos are not a real football team. It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. I'm not joking. They have a deficiency that masks all the good things that they have right now. They're not in a really, really strong home environment. Like they have looked significantly better at home and they look bad at home. When they go on the road, it's even worse. The Chargers are no joke. Denver's got all the talent in the world and they're going to they're gonna flare up at times and look like a really good team. And that's a trap because it's not sustainable with this coaching staff. Give me the Chargers. Give me every team that Denver plays until they fire this coach. And the only wins they have 16 to nine against Houston, Ugh. 11 to 10 against San Francisco, bad offense, good defense, worst coach in the league. Awful. Do you want to buy my plus 1700 Nathaniel Hackett coach of the year ticket? Luffy? Oh yeah. I'd love that. He's you yeah, want to he, pay me. Or, or how about I pay you to take it? What is he at right now? <laughs> A million. Like it, are they, the board. They have, yeah, infinite. You yeah. can't bet him. He's <laughs> off the board. Just the infinity symbol instead of odds. <laughs> right. All right. We appreciate everybody hanging with us. Oh, by the way, it, it only because Chris is insisting. This isn't me. I didn't set this up or do anything like that. You know, we had the three leg parlay. The, the belligerence actually came through last week. So just a quick reminder. But it also comes back in to what Ben was saying as far as Kyler Murray rushing props. Uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, there we go. There we go. I. I don't want anybody to think that I inserted this into the show like, hey, hey, Chris, you know, make sure that you that you play that there. Right. That, that was not me. <laughs> I remember it differently. Yeah, I know. I know. See, I knew I, I knew you would die me out. Thank you. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I woke up to like five no notifications in our chat just being like, hey, is that graphic ready? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but congratulations. That was a very nice call. Uh, and a super chat on the way out. We appreciate yes. you, SW. Good friend of the show. Big time. Definitely not necessary. Always appreciate. Thanks to Chris for producing. Thanks to you out there uh, on the way out. We have a bunch of things you can do. Thumbs up, subscribe, click that link below for the premium insider access, the betting package that we have, and head on over to BetMGM. Turn 10 into two, because I know you're not there. You're eating the same lunch, wearing the same socks, doing the same shit every day. You're betting at one book. Expand and take advantage of that. All right, fellas, we'll do it again every Friday here, one o'clock Eastern. For Lofty, Rasa, Chris, I'm Aton. Acres is out. Good. Oh, I like Rams more now. Listen.